Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. This is a contender cast. It's Justin Hahnemann. We are shining a light on bright ideas. And today, you guys are going to love this concept. I love the startup that you're going to learn about today. I've got Brandon Gottlieb and Mike Gargas on, and they have launched a company called Nextdoor. And guys, it is awesome having you on the podcast. Yeah, thank thank you, you so much. much. It is so cool. I love this company you guys have started. So let me tell you a little bit about these guys. So Brandon and Michael are actually in school. Yeah, they're in college at Ohio State, the Ohio State University, I should say. And they have launched this company called Nextdoor. And you guys are going to be so impressed by what it is and what it can be. And I, I'm excited about the potential of this and, and diving into it. So guys, why don't you start with, you know, how did you get the idea? And then how did you get started? So the idea actually kind of came to us in high school. I was uh, sitting with my parents and I really wanted to explore the op- opportunity of using Airbnb. Right. But obviously my parents didn't want somebody in our house. And so I <laughs> finally came to the conclusion, you know, well, I can't have people in my house, but I've got this massive basement. I wonder if I could do something with that. Right. And I was hearing about, you know, the rise of self-storage. So I figured maybe that might be an interesting outlet. Fast forward a couple of years, and I'm sitting in my dorm with Mike, who yep. was my roommate at the time. And obviously, this is how all great businesses start in college <laughs> dorm room. <laughs> but we we threw together kind of a pitch deck, and we went out and we we pitched it to this this local competition. We kind of liked the idea, and we we you know we want a little bit of help, a little bit of money, and we started working on it. We got super super into it, started bringing on more members of the team, and kind of have gone from there. I think it's such a cool idea. And your tagline, share your space or rent from someone else anywhere in the world. I mean, we a lot of us have houses that are too big, right? We have a basement that never gets used. We've got plenty of storage. I mean, it's kind of like, why has this idea never come up before? I think this is amazing. And that's why I think, you know, we see so much promise in this idea because it feels, uh, it doesn't feel very forced at all. It feels kind of like a natural progression of the shared economy, right? I mean, Airbnb's taking on the hotel industry, Uber's taking on the car taxi industry. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, we're just going to you know, take a swing at the self-storage industry because we feel like the self-storage industry is really rigid and old. And we feel like it's time for a, a fresh new face. And I, you know what's interesting, that. though? It, it, I agree with you. And there's obviously money to be found there. I mean, I see them popping up everywhere, right? Just the f- physical location. So, all right. So you have this idea. You guys talk about it in the dorm room. So you put a little plan together. You went and did a competition. So how did you go from that to website and now kind of the services out there? Yeah. So, uh, well, when we we actually placed second in, a, in kind of a pitch competition, and we were really uh, surprised to see that because it was just kind of a you know an idea that we had for people to give it you know give it some some fire underneath sure. us. We're like, oh oh man, we have to actually start working on this. You know, people like it. <laughs> right. You have I mean, to we do something really with it now. To do it, but. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even think we would make it that far, but not, you know, once, you know, I, my background, I'm a computer engineer. Got it. And so I kind of have some a background in, in programming. And so, uh, you know, I guess from there, we just, I started, you know, putting fingers to keyboard, getting kind of a, a baseline going. The first thing we did and the thing we took a lot, a lot of time to do was create a sort of a high level conceptual idea of how the website was going to flow, you know, how we were interact with the customers uh, you know, how, how we wanted our relationship with hosts and customers to work, you know, that's a very big deal for us, how much involvement we want to have between the two parties, because, you know, we're not, we're not putting up any space. So 
You want to make sure that... Right. You're just the intermediary. You're the platform. You're basically exactly. intermediate. Yep, got it. So how does it work? So imagine our listeners are thinking, okay, cool. I've got a lot of extra space I could rent out or make some money on, or I, I've got a lot of stuff and I need to put it somewhere because I'm selling my place. So how does the process work? Yeah. So uh, we'll start with, obviously, there are big, two big cases. You want to be a host or you want to be a renter. Uh, we'll start with the host. So say you have, I don't know, something like a garage, a basement, a spare bedroom, a big closet, uh, and you want to make a little bit extra money on the side. All you have to do is uh, pop onto the site and then there's a big old host button up at the top. You click that and then it'll uh, walk you through a whole bunch of different aspects of the space that you want to talk about. So you want to you know, mention the square footage, how much you want to charge for it, uh, what kind of billing term you want to be on, whether it's you know weekly or monthly, uh, You know, talk about the location. Upload some pictures, hopefully very nice pictures. We like those. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, very clear, well lit photos. Uh, and then go ahead and list it. And then uh, anywhere, everybody else that wants to rent your space can find it easily on the website. Got it. Uh, uh, Brandon, you want to talk about the other half? Yeah. So on the other side is the actual renter's perspective. And our biggest thing with the renter's perspective is making it as easy a flow as possible. Sure. So Airbnb is supposed to be, you know, a certain number of very low number of clicks. Our big thing is search select store. So you should be able to quickly type in your location, uh, narrow down the query, find a space that works well, and book it from there. And one of the really interesting things that we're going to start offering in the near future is the ability to, with another click, have all of your items moved. Oh, so once you reserve the space, then you'd have a partner that would facilitate the move. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So with you know another click, of your mouse, you're able to get a mover to your house to grab your things and deliver them directly to the new uh, storage location. That's very cool. Saves the process of having to call these random movers, right? Yeah. And one of the things that we noticed was that because you know we're, we're doing storage in this way, a lot of the people are living sort of in more urban environments. And what we're noticing is that a lot of them don't have cars, trucks, things that they could easily move with. So this was major benefit to them. And, you know, our main test case when we initially launched the site was international students. So to raise a little bit of money and to kind of figure out the nuances of storage, we stored, I think it was around 20 students items for the summer at OSU. And their biggest issue with it was that they couldn't move the items. They loved that it was cheaper. They loved that it was, it was you know, closer by than a traditional storage unit and more flexible terms. But they they needed that little bit of extra boost from move. So we, we kind of incorporated that aspect into the site. That's very cool. Well, so you can start seeing the value prop of the of what of your of your solution here. So talk about what makes it different. In other words, why would you come here to your service versus going to the, you know, the place around the corner that's physical storage? All right. So we see uh, with the self storage industry, it's funny that you mentioned uh, place around the corner. In our experience, it's really uh, self-storage, uh, you know, big self-storage places have kind of been in a really inconvenient location. <laughs> that's actually, that's totally fair. You're right. I was in yeah, like mid, I mean, middle of Atlanta and that's totally fair, but you're right. Outside of that, it's very hard to find. <laughs> yeah. So in, uh, I mean, even in downtown Columbus and in Cleveland, we found that self-storage units, you kind of have to go out of downtown. And if you don't have a car, that's, that's really difficult. And sure. even if you do have a car, you know, it's, it's, you gotta take time out of your day and we're all, you know, busy students. So it's, it's kind of a, a great kind of point. Well, professional. 
Okay. And with many cities too, they're you know, you're moving like you mentioned earlier. A lot of people don't need cars. They don't want cars. They don't want to pay their parking and all of that. And so I could totally see where this would totally would be a fit. And then what else? What what else makes it unique? Is there like you mentioned some of the pricing um, or the terms or insurance? How does that kind of work with you guys? On average, our prices are going to be cheaper. Our locations are going to be closer. We've got different space features that you're able to kind of select when you go through. So if you're storing, you know, a bunch of junk, you're not really going to care much about security, you know, 24-hour access, things that you just need to get out of your house. So we've kind of got an a la carte list of features. And then another big thing for us is the flexibility. So you've got different sizes and you've got the ability to rent it for specific time periods that aren't just month to month. So you could have a couple of weeks, you could have a couple of months super flexible options. It's very, very cool. And if I'm someone storing someone else's stuff, am I obligated to like any sort of availability or, you know, how does that work if the other person wants to come get it? Like, what does that look like from a user experience perspective? So on a a host perspective, as you create your listing, you're kind of tailoring it to your needs as well. So Ah, you can be rigid or as flexible as you want with your your terms. So we have hosts that offer 24-hour entry because they give the the renter a key or they give the renter a code to get in. And then we have people that say, please, you know, don't come get it until it's the end of the term. Got it. And that's totally up to you as long as you're communicating that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so it, it would work that, you know, after you rent the space, you get in contact with the host through the website. Got it. Oh, that's very, very cool. So, all right. So you got the site off the ground. Are, are you focused on any certain locations to get started or like, how does that look from a scale perspective? So as of right now, we're really heavily pushing the Ohio market because that's kind of, you know, our initial <laughs> that's hometown um, for you guys too, right? Yeah. Yep. Mike and I switched between obviously like Cleveland and Columbus. So those are the places where two of our listings are the heaviest right now. And Columbus is always a great test market for everyone. So we figured if we could make it work there, we could make it work everywhere. But, you know, definitely expanding into the the other states around Ohio in the very near future. That's great. And then um, as we were before we jumped on the podcast, you guys were talking about some of the key things you're going to be working on the next couple of months. So what are the keys to growth and, and to evolve your service and solution in the next, let's say, four to six months? Yeah, so uh, this summer is going to be a big one for us. We're doing a lot. Obviously, we have a working version of the website, but we don't want to do a lot of polishing. We want to make it feature rich and make it uh, as clean as possible to move through. Uh, Another big thing, obviously, is a a mobile app. So we're uh, working on bringing on some more team members to uh, make that their number one priority. It's really, really difficult for me to kind of handle everything. Sure. Uh, We also have another guy, but uh, we want to kind of diversify our team a little bit, bring in some new skill sets. Uh, and get a mobile app kind of working. Yeah, uh, we see all- that being valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also uh, partnerships with other companies is really big. Like we mentioned, uh, we're going to try and partner with a uh, moving company to uh, streamline the process further for the customer, uh, make it uh, even more easy to use uh, from start to finish. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm the engineer, so Brandon, as far as on a business side, he wants to... Uh- yeah, on a business <laughs> side, you know, just... <laughs> Working on the expansion plans and hopefully raising a little bit of money here. So. Sure. Yep. I'm sure that's. And so, talk about the fundraising process for you guys. What does that look like, or how has it been, and and what what lies in front of you? So so far, Mike and I have essentially bootstrapped the entire process. You know, we we stored items for international students and won a little bit of money at a competition, but 
other than that, you know, we've kind of put our blood, sweat, and tears into making this work a little bit. Yeah, and I love it, right? You got to do that to yeah, bring the idea to it's, life. It's been a phenomenal process. We learned how to operate on essentially no money, and <laughs> right. it's, it's made us super lean. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but the process going forward is, you know, putting together a great looking pitch deck. I, I am a student partner at Contrary Capital, which is a student led VC firm. So I'm just, you know, kind of continuously working on polishing my my pitch deck skills. So hopefully that looks pretty decent and we can start going around to get some seed funding for the project. Yeah, I love it. I mean, there's a, a lot of our listeners are in early stage companies and, and some that have an idea and haven't even taken the steps that you guys have. So when you think about that audience, there's things you guys have probably already learned um, in, in terms of where you are today. What would be two or three you know, key lessons that you guys have learned in the process thus far? I think one of the, one of the biggest things for us and something that, that took us a long time to get right was just kind of taking the dive. I mean, it's, it, you can spend years and years and we did for a long time kind of, you know, taking our time, trying to iron out every little detail. But we realized at some point, you know, someone else is going to have this idea or, you know, <laughs> right. or yeah, if we don't want to get beat to the punch and, you know, a working version is better than no version at all to show people, whether exactly. it be yep. you know, VCs or customers or something like that. So taking the plunge is a really big one. And, you know, once you're in it, you, you kind of find, you'll identify issues and I, we definitely still have issues and, you know, you can start knocking those out one at a time. But, you know, I think that initial first step for us was the hardest, but we're really glad that we decided finally, like, you know, just <laughs> go for it. I think the other biggest thing that we've kind of learned is that the harshest criticism is oftentimes the best. So when sure. we initially the MVP, you know, we got horrible feedback for a couple of days, just <laughs> oh, absolutely, you know, brutal comments. I think one of the worst things that Mike and I ever did was post on Reddit that we were doing this. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, your user base, you spread it that often, but when you put something that's kind of out there on Reddit, people jump on you. Right. And Mike and I just got berated with comments. I finally was like, Mike, we need to take this down. Take the post down. <laughs> Kill don't the site. <laughs> it was wow. brutal, but we learned a lot about what we had to do to make the user the most comfortable with the idea because the biggest thing about a fresh idea like this is the learning process. Sure. So when you have a new concept in the introductory stage, the biggest thing is consumer learning. And the consumer isn't very familiar with I this idea yet, so we have to right. put a lot it's of new. time and effort into teaching them. Yep. Which is a great point. That's a great point. This isn't something where you can pick up and someone already knows how to use it. It's It's a new service. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, so uh, the most of our time is kind of devoting to speaking one-on-one -on -one with the customer or with the user and running them through the gauntlet of how we see the site being used and what they should do to ensure that it works properly for them. Got it. That's really interesting. Um, all right, so last but not least, so where can our uh, listeners engage with you guys? Where can they find you guys? Uh, how can they sign up to be a host? Um, etc. Yeah, so if they go to www.nxtstor.com, that's www.nextdoor.com. Uh, we <laughs> have a really <laughs> startup name. Um, or you could find Mike and I on across all social media and um, the website as well as on social media. So Nextdoor on any of the social platforms. Got a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the big ones. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn, we're on both of us, including the website. And yeah. LinkedIn page. 
I think it's great. I, I love LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. I have to tell you, I use it for everything. So, hey, listen, guys, it has been awesome having you on the podcast. I'm so excited to see where you guys go. I love this idea. I actually do love your name, Next Door. Next Next Door. Um, it's like it's cool. I love it, and uh, I'm excited to see where you guys go. It's kind of like a, a weird conglomeration of next uh, next door and store. So we figured that because it was going to be so close in your neighborhood, it was it's very right clever. It's very clever. I like it. Thanks so much. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you guys are on today. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us on. The Contender Cast is powered by Play On Sports and King of Pops. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.